the Yankees have one left-handed bullpen option. That's not the only thing we're worried about. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. And every day, I have my producer, Steve, with me. Steve, tell everyone what we're talking about today. Let's talk about the Yankees bullpen. We have our full Locked On Yankees Yankees Ultimate Guide tomorrow, so hit subscribe. But we wanted to take this time out to talk about the bullpen, something that we've kind of touched on a little bit but haven't fully dove in just yet. I want to start with a conversation about who's going to close. I think that's maybe the most interesting conversation to have right now. Um, Stacey, let's run down what the bullpen looks like right now, anticipated to look like, because as of this recording, we don't have the official roster just yet and we'll also get into these a little bit later in the show um but we'll start with here's what your options look like right now what the bullpen will be clay holmes michael king jonathan loisiga the lone left-handed option wandy peralta ron marinaccio jimmy cordero albert abreu and then it's either ian hamilton or greg weiser and it seems like hamilton might be the leading candidate there uh, so i just wanted to start with that now we can kind of get into closing options because again i think that's maybe the more intriguing part of this whole conversation right and as we've said, it feels like it's going to be closer by committee. I feel like it's not going to be one guy's job. Um, even though Clay Holmes was the closer last year, he became the closer because they couldn't rely on Aroldis Chapman. Um, but he kind of lost it in the second half. And I mean, it depends on who's coming up in the ninth inning, what kind of handedness this, there is, because you, you know, like we said, Wandy Peralta is the lone left-hander in the bullpen. No more Lucas Lecky, no more Roldis Chapman. And, you know, it's, I don't know who I would want to put there. I know a couple of years ago, I wanted Loisaga. I felt like he could be the closer. I felt like he was almost like, not quite like Mo, but there was a quietness about him. And, you know, his velocity was pretty good. And I felt like he could become like a Mo. But he hasn't panned out as much as we had hoped. But he was the person that I was thinking of probably about two seasons ago. But out of all of these guys, I think it's going to be a wait and see kind of situation. If you had to choose right now as one one and done bona fide closer, do you have a choice? Mm, I guess starting with Holmes just because he did it and he knows okay. how to handle coming into the ninth inning more than some of the other guys do. Do you have any credence to what I've been semi-preaching over the last couple of weeks in Jimmy Cordero? Do you trust that? That could also work. You I know, think if, I think if, like you had said, it's probably going to be by committee. That's what it feels like right now. Yeah. But I feel like Jimmy Cordero might be one of those guys that emerges mm. as a leading candidate, given yeah. his track record with the White Sox, giving his track record with the Rail Riders last season. He was a natural fit as the closer with Scranton Wilkesbury last year. So. I think that if there's one guy where I'm like, I don't know if it's leaning towards, I, I don't know. I, I'm biased. I watched Jimmy Cordero all last season. Right. And when it wasn't Weissert, it was Cordero. Mm. You know, especially when it came down to it. Yes, at the beginning of the season was Shelby Miller. and He was really good. He, he honestly had a really good start to the season and opted out. But uh, yeah, Jimmy Cordero to me is a guy that is 
has all the makeup of a closer, a mm. major league closer. Yeah. Um, I want to see how it plays at the major league level. And I think that's what the Yankees are going to do as well. But I think you can anticipate Jimmy Cordero as a candidate. Yeah. I could see that too. It's just really interesting. It's going to be, it's, it's kind of, you know, I said this on another show, you know, the Yankees had a closer for so long, a hall of famer, first ballot, unanimous, unbelievable, never going to be another dude like him ever. And they were so spoiled. And to see it come to not come to this, that sounds so obnoxious. And that sounds like such an obnoxious Yankee fan thing to say, but it's kind of strange to have it be like this where we don't know <laughs> what yeah. they're going to do with closer. It's just very, and I know it's been nearly 10 years since Mo retired, but it's still kind of strange to not have the person that you think is going to close be the closer. Yeah. I mean, but there were, that role had been defined even post Rivera. True. Right? There were yep. guys that slotted into those spots. Naturally, did they pan, not all of them pan out? No, but there were spots in that they were like, okay, going into the season, we know it's you. Yeah. Like, or it was down to two guys here. Yeah. It's like, it honestly feels like any one of these guys could emerge as the guy. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and maybe some dark horse candidates in, in Scranton at some point. Yes. Um, but I mean, if, if, if it's money on it, I wouldn't say Peralta because you can't just save your lefty for the ninth. Right. Right. If, right. if you're really going to roll with one lefty moving forward, which, I think, I mean, I, I want to talk about this in the second segment, but I still think a move is coming at some point. I think mm -hmm. there's there's no way the Yankees end the season with this bullpen uh, and this lack of left-handed options. I really think they go out and get somebody, uh, whether that's just a signing of somebody got let go here at the end of spring or it ends up being, you know, obviously a trade or, or, or something like that. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past Ron Marinaccio. You know, I wouldn't put it past Michael King. I, you know, I... I think it's fun. I think we're going to have a longer battle for the closer role than we had a, a, for the spring training starting shortstop role. Right. Um, so I think that's, you know, as we transition into the season starting here on Thursday, now you have this battle that you can kind of keep your eye on. Is is the closer battle as sexy as the shortstop battle now? Like, let's be real. Like, But it didn't seem like there was much of an emphasis on it, if any no. emphasis at all during spring. That's exactly the difference because every, all the attention was put on the shortstop battle. I mean, Hal even mentioned it before this, the spring training started. So, and there was nothing really pointing toward the bullpen. It was just, everyone was thinking, no more a role as Chapman. And that's it. And there was nothing really happening. You didn't really hear anything, even on the broadcasts about it. And it's kind of odd in a way. It was almost like the Yankees were kind of uh, not trying to take its attention away from the fact that they don't really have a closer, but it almost felt like that in a way because they were focusing on everything else but that. And I don't know. It felt weird. Aroldis Chapman, 43 games last season, nine <laughs> saves. So doesn't feel too different i guess like it's not like chapman's gone now what right right um so it, it was kind of a natural ease out process here yeah um so i, I don't know if that's <laughs> if that feels better or not for yankees fans but it, it's reality now the one thing i thought was funny when we were coming up with this um I found I found an article on Yanks Go Yard and they were talking about how Jeff Passan did his fantasy baseball advice in his season preview. And 
he's all about maybe picking Marnaccio for closer, which I thought was an interesting pick out of all the guys. He said that, um, you know, he mentioned that Holmes's grasp on the job is tenuous, as we keep saying, because it is. He said that if Marnaccio can bring his walk rate closer to his minor league levels, where it was 3.5 per nine last season with the Yanks, it was 4.9 per nine so if he could bring it down keep his strikeouts up you could see it I mean he's a righty of course but you could see it and you know I liked watching you know when Marinaccio was on he was really good last year and that could be an intriguing choice again we don't know because it's going to be a battle but that would be <laughs> be an interesting one yeah I think uh part of what has happened here is for, for the lack of lefties, that is, is you lost chap. Lucas Lucky, I think, is your for, we're all kind of forgetting about here. Yeah, that was the left handed option last year. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, how what do you what do you think of this all? Like in a perfect world, Ian Hamilton is a lefty or Greg Weissert is a lefty and you have two lefty <laughs> options. And then we're not we're barely talking about this. But it's right. not like in AAA all of a sudden there's like this slew of dudes of left-handed options like Michael Gomez is a right-hander. Like there aren't a ton of lefties unless the Yanks wanted to bring up crook as a left-handed option, but that seems like that's clearly not the case since he just got optioned. Right. Um, at, at least for the time being, it doesn't seem like that's what the Yankees want to do. So to, to get back to the conversation of, do you think there's going to be a trade here? Would you anticipate a trade? And and what would you anticipate that trade looking like? You don't have to pick names, but do you think it's the big splash? The Yankees go out, get a closer. Or do you think it's let's fill in a little piece here, get some some depth on the left-handed side, maybe one's in the bigs, and we have two down in AAA, so we have some options. Like what what do you think the course of action is here? I think they're probably gonna if they do it, pick up a piece. I don't think they're going to try and find because who's even left out there for them to that's an actual closer that they can pick up. I don't really yeah, I feel like there's a lack of closers just in baseball in general. I feel like right. baseball is just kind of shifting away from that mentality as a whole. Right. And it almost feels like a lot of the teams have a uh, closer by committee start. Some teams have starters by committee, you know, opening yeah, games. I mean, and... th this, this conversation just take out names and put out new names and we can have it for a lot of MLB teams right now. Look at the Dodgers. They don't know who's going to close. Right. Uh, 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 who is it? The Phillies don't know who's going to close. Like there's a lot of teams like that. And you know, maybe, maybe it's just that we're looking at it right Do the now. The Mets know who's going to close. The Mets don't know who's going to close. <laughs> right. So is this as big an issue as we're making it out to be? Maybe not. Right. But I think it still is interesting in the scope of the Yankees in general, because like we said, since Mo, it's been, at least, you know, who it is Yeah. right now. You don't know who it is. I guess. I mean, was it like that last year too? Did it, did it feel that way? Like you don't really, I mean, yeah, you said Clay Holmes slotted in, uh, but did it feel that way too? <sighs> well, once he started really pitching well, it didn't, it was like, all right, he's the closer. It was the, when Chapman really just started falling apart. You thought to yourself, oh, my God, how many years left do we have of this guy? <laughs> and it felt like it was going to take forever for his contract to end. And thank goodness it did. And, yeah, it kind of felt like that a little bit last year. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting to see Holmes just emerge out of nowhere for that first half. But it was like him and Trevino, you know, on the offensive side 
he was like, you know, all-star, this and that. Holmes, all-star, this and that. And then the second half, they just went, <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of weird. But I don't know. It's just really the closer thing. I think baseball, like you said, it, it almost feels like teams are moving away from it in a way. I'll, I'll, let's do this. We'll pose it to Locked On Yankees listeners. Mm -hmm. Pop in our YouTube comments. If you had to pick today, who is the Yankees closer if the Yankees are up by two on Thursday in the ninth inning, who is Aaron Boone calling? Matchups be damned. Uh, let you, let us know in the uh, the comments down below here on our YouTube side. If you're on the audio side, come hop over to the YouTube side and uh, get involved with the show. We're going to talk about the battle for the final spot in the bullpen when we come back. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go to LinkedIn Jobs, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on mlb that's linkedin.com slash locked on mlb to post your job for free terms and conditions apply so as we mentioned before the first segment the options for the bullpen clay holmes Michael King, Jonathan Luizaga, Wandy Peralta, Ron Marinaccio, Jimmy Cordero, Albert Abreu, and Ian Hamilton, who I had to look up because I didn't know who he was. And to be fair, the Yankees signed him on January 27th. Not a heralded guy, just a guy they picked up. So I just want to put that out there. And if you guys knew who Ian Hamilton was, put it down in the comments because I need to know if you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we know Cordero Obreu is official. Everybody else feels official. It's down to that final spot, either right. Ian Hamilton or Greg Weissert. Um, and it seems, uh, according to The Athletic, where we're, we're pulling some of this information from, by the way, we'll leave the uh, link to the article. It needs a subscription, but, you know, it's The Athletic. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it feels like Hamilton might win this spot just because he doesn't have options. Right. Which is... Which which is a bummer for Greg Weissert. Right. Yeah. I, I like Greg Weissert. He has closer potential. Um, I would go Cordero over Weissert at the big league level mm. um, just because of the track record with Cordero. But I do like Greg Weissert's stuff. He's got a nasty slider. Um, he had those jitters in that, you know, in, in the start of his big league career, but, uh, I think those, those, uh, butterflies have settled a little bit and I think he's ready to settle in. I, I, I imagine Greg Weiser will be up at some point this season. Oh yeah. And I think it would probably be sooner rather than later. And it's all about the options. It's, you know, we, we've been talking about that for weeks with certain guys that, you know, they don't have Boreal. options. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Even Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, speaking of the roster, they said that 
Boone would let everyone know in 24 to 36 hours that it was going to be finalized. And that was earlier. So today. about three minutes after you're watching this episode, pretty much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, important to note here, the Yankees will have three IL 40 man spots opening up with Montas, Efros and heel going to the 60. Yeah. Um, so that will open some positions up. I think you'll see Ryan Weber at some point this year. That's why he's in the system. Um, again, I think, uh, Weissert and, and I think Cordero could, could be a big contributor. And again, I think Weissert will be a decent contributor this season. Um, but yeah, Ian Hamilton's interesting mm-hmm. guy has gone through a lot of injuries in his career out of his control. He's been in a car accident. He got hit with a comebacker a couple of seasons ago. Um, so Ian Hamilton has kind of had a weird Rocky ride in his major league career, but again, kind of things out of his control. Yeah. I was looking him up because, as I said, I didn't really know who he was. He's only thrown 14 innings in the majors, split between the White Sox and the Twins, um, 2018, 2020, and 2022. And, you know, he's just a guy who's trying to prove himself and maybe get a spot on the team, you know. And it's one of those, it almost feels like another, not exactly the same, but Lucas Lecky. You know, he hadn't pitched in the majors since 2015. And that was like the big story before the Yankees put him into the roster in 2021 this guy hadn't pitched since 2015 he's a long shot to make the team and then he made it and I feel like Ian Hamilton can be kind of the same thing especially with what you said all those injuries were completely out of his his control and fluky and you know he's not gonna mow anyone down you know his he throws a fastball a slider a sinker low to mid 90s he's not gonna you know blow anyone away um but he doesn't he he doesn't have options so they're gonna have to yeah it's either use him or lose him is, right is the motto with ian hamilton um just a little bit more on his repertoire you mentioned fastball slider sinker that fastball velocity has gone down over the last couple of years it's down to around 94 right now um the sinker has some arm side run which he's a right-handed option stop me if you've heard that before um and then he has a tight vertical dropping slider so uh again i, I think this is a holdover guy yeah. Um, and, and you mentioned a guy who is just trying to fight to get on the major league roster. Um, so I, I think that Ian Hamilton uh, in a regular world is not on the roster, unfortunately for him. That's no knock on Ian Hamilton, but he signed a minor league deal. Um, and, uh, you know, if he had not signed a minor league deal, then it's probably Weiser. Uh, so <laughs> it's just this is just this the nature of the beast right now. I think uh, the Yankees are just weathering the storm. There are a slew of opportunities in the Yankees bullpen. We haven't even mentioned how Clark Schmidt could drop out of the starting rotation once Severino comes back. Um, you know, there there are options out of the starting front once the Yankees get a little healthier in about a month's time. Yeah. Um, so I think we're our conversation lies heavily in the April conversation of this whole thing. That's true. And it's not as if Ian Hamilton, hopefully, he's not going to be in any like high leverage situations. He might be the kind of guy that you'll see if the Yankees are down 10 4 in like sure. the eighth inning and they need yeah, someone just, a just shot, to go just in. Just a guy to get us through. That, yeah. That, that's the way it feels. Right. Yeah. You have other guys who will be in higher leverage situations, like a King, a Loisica, a Peralta, even a Marinaccio and a Cordero. But someone like Ian Hamilton will be one of those guys that. You know, you, you don't expect to see him too much. He's just well. Be here's there. the here's the glass half full, and I'll end the segment on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say Ian Hamilton does emerge, and he does have a good April, hmm. and then now it's a tough conversation to have in the Yankees bullpen. And who knows? Maybe he could do that. And again, I'll go I'll go glass half full and say he will. 
the Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I already voted for Cookie Dough Puff, and you should also support your favorite bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Back here on Locked on Yankees, our final segment of the day. Closing in on opening day, Stacey, uh, we just kind of wanted to wrap up our final thoughts here. I wanted to ask you uh, one last time. Do you? Th- I'll put a different spin on the question. Okay. Do you think we'll get a trade before opening day to address the left-handed options out of the pen? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Well, that's a tough one because, you well, know, we're down to hours. We're really point. like literally we're down to hours. It's it's Tuesday. It's uh, we're you know, the Yankees are playing in D.C. and then they're going to be in New York for opening day. I don't think so. I would be shocked if that happened. I really would, because, as I said, it feels like they ha- not that they haven't addressed it, but it feels like they haven't addressed it. Really? You know, there it hasn't seems been like chatter about it. Sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very strange. <laughs> it is kind of strange. Yeah. I think I think maybe their projections are it's not going to be a problem come the regular season, like in its full capacity once we're fully, you know, up and running here. Yeah. Maybe they're thinking it's not worth their time to to try and address it. Or maybe um, they're waiting till the trade deadline to Or maybe they're waiting it? to see if Volpe's gonna be good enough to where they can swing Glaber. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And then maybe bring Peraza up or something. To... Yeah, yeah, or IKF, they can swing IKF out or, you know, whatever. Maybe, maybe that's the weight. Mm. But um, I think I agree with you. I don't I don't think we see anything before opening day, before that first pitch is thrown. I don't I think I think we're looking at the roster. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> other than the fact that there's only one lefty, it's not a bad bullpen. <laughs> I mean... No, it's not. No, yeah. it's not. I, I think there is still question marks in it. Right, right. Um, I don't think there's like a, a, a bunch of dudes that you're just like, these are all locked down. Right. Um, right. So, but I still think the Yankees, even with the injuries that are, are going to be ending soon, have a decent starting rotation right now. I think they're okay. <laughs> um, I think they're okay outside of facing the blue Jays in the East. Um, but even looking at the blue Jays starting rotation, I'm not like, super scared of that one right now. I think there's some guys in there that are looking to bounce back. Like Jose Berrios is a guy that you're looking as a bounce back candidate for Toronto. So I still think it's the best rotation in the East. Mm. Um, and I still think that the Yankees overall have the best team in the East. I don't think that's, that's too hard to, to say there. Um, even considering all the injuries. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would be really interesting though, if they did pull off a trade, because as we keep saying, it's not like they're making this, an issue because coming into spring training, it was all about left field. It was all about shortstop. Those were the yes. two things that anyone was talking about and nothing was really said about the bullpen other than, you know, they didn't have Chapman anymore. 
They traded away Lecky. And then other than that, they were just thinking, okay, Michael King's coming back. Um, you also... Uh, you also had the guys that you thought could be in the bullpen, but then had to become starters because of the injuries to the rotation yeah, and yeah. that kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, could you imagine if they did do that trade right before? That would be something. But again, it's almost like who would they even move at this point? I yeah, feel especially like... because like if they moved Glaber, they couldn't have 14 pitchers anyway. So like, what would you even do there? You have to send someone down. Right. And, what, it's going to be Hamilton. Like you lose Hamilton and throw just to just to get a lefty. Yeah. Like, eh, for a month. Eh, you know, it doesn't a lot of it doesn't make sense. Now, if they made a big move to get, you know, insert big name free, you know, big big name reliever here, then sure. Um, but I don't think you're gonna see Peraza shipped out for a, a left-handed reliever. Like, come on, man. That's uh that's not smart. No, they wouldn't. I, I don't think they would do that. They I think no. the fan base would pitch, you know, pitchforks and torches if that happened <laughs> i'm rooting for oswald i am too I think he's gonna i think he's gonna pop off in triple a and make it even harder to yeah, figure it out i think so too and i really I, i'm gonna say this now i feel like the end of the season up the middle you're gonna see peraza and volpe and you might even see volpe move to second and you might see glaber get traded away at the trade deadline yeah or slid to third for something and donaldson's gone or something See, that would be ideal. <laughs> no offense to Josh Donaldson, but that would be ideal for me. If or they could even keep... Cabrera at third on a regular basis. Yeah, because I mean, I, I love Glaber and I feel like he could be really good. And I feel like he had moments last year and, um, you know, I, I, he can contribute. I feel like Josh Donaldson can't contribute to the lineup, but I feel like Glaber can. He's still young and I don't want to see him go away, but I feel like the Yankees might do that. We're getting off topic. We got to get know. these people out of here. You're you're yeah. you're hours away from opening day. You are two days from opening day. You have survived the off season. And again, don't forget our ultimate Yankees guide comes out tomorrow. So everything we just kind of dished on for a second, we're going into it all. Expect a bigger episode tomorrow with uh, everything you need to know before that first pitch is thrown on Thursday afternoon. Get excited! Baseball is nearly here. Yay, and thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. And for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball with Matt and Dom as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies every day. Find it wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow. 